I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Eric's weird. You know, he, he doesn't. He's weird because he's a quarterback. He's not weird. He's a football player. It's just that you don't see a lot of quarterbacks like him. And that's the weird part about him. And uh, you just, I finally learned that you can't talk to him like a quarterback. You have to talk to him like a linebacker. And if you talk to him like a linebacker, then he's not so weird. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Q's Militia. All right, what's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. And as always, hit that subscribe button. Frank Howard is back, and our guy Eric Dungy, the deuce on the loose. He puts on another show. Uh, we have the post games for Colgate in Boston College. But first, as always, we're going to hear from the good folks over at my bookie. Um, you know, watching football is fun, but it's more fun and entertaining if you've got something in on the action. Uh, guys, you've been hearing me talk about this for weeks, uh, months possibly, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, then you can create a big parlay. Uh, pick three teams to win. And if you hit all three, you could easily turn $100 into 600 bucks. okay? Uh, there's, there's so much to bet on at my bookie. You can bet on college basketball, football, NFL, uh, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports. You name it. Is eSports a sport? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with. I, re- I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention in DM, not to mention they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as as soon as a new odds come out or props are posted. Uh, don't, don't miss out on this one. This is one of the best weeks to bet on sports. Uh, log on to MyBookie right now. And use the promo code QS25 and get that 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code QS25. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. All right. What's up, Joe? Q. What's up? What's up? Um, so nine um, and three, nine and three, nine and three, Woo! folks. This is a big. This is a BFD. Okay, if you follow the acronym, it's a big deal. <sighs> 
the yeah. the um you know well let's 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 well why don't we why don't we just jump right into it right i mean do you want to just jump right into it let's see um oh sure well, well all right well hold on i'm sorry no, real boo. quick real quick real quick i just do have a couple things to mention real quick uh thanks for the emails the emails have been rolling in we appreciate it um some of them are hard to decipher which ones are trolling and which ones are real. But, mm. uh, you know, they're rolling in and we appreciate it. Um, they're mostly compliments. So that's awesome. That lets us know, I guess, that we're doing things uh, right. So uh, the reviews, the iTunes reviews, get those in. I've got one today and we'll go over that again. But let's do this. Syracuse versus Boston College is brought to us uh, today by Shopping Town Mall Barbershop. It opens Tuesday, open Tuesday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.45 p.m. And on Saturdays, 7 a.m. to 2, $15 cuts, six full-time barbers, a family-friendly, old-school type atmosphere. I've gotten my cuts there before, and they're great. I know the guys yeah. there personally. I've known them for years, actually. Um, so uh, I went to kindergarten with one of the guys in there. Yeah. So uh, when, t- I lived, when I lived in Syracuse, I used to go there when I used to have hair to get cut. There you go. Yeah, when Joe had hair, he went there. Uh, TVs for your viewing pleasure while you get tightened up. The only real game in town, uh, Shopping Town Mall Barbershop. And if you mention Sean and Joe from the Cuse Militia Podcast, you don't even got to pick a number. You just go sit down. I'm kidding. Can't do that. But but who knows? Maybe at some point they will. Who knows? Um, So thank you, uh, Shopping Town Barbershop. Appreciate that. All right. Here we go. Syracuse ends the regular season 9-3, and 6-2 in the ACC. The expectations this year were shattered. Uh, out of our three losses this year, two of them were in situations where one play in each game and we could be sitting at 11-1. And, and the cherry on the top, folks, is that Dungy is healthy and this kid is going to get to finish his senior year the way he and all of us want him to. In a freaking bowl game, he's going to be there to play it. 21 for 34 for 362 yards, three TDs, and one interception. Sean Riley pulling in five of those passes for 115 yards and a TD. 34 yards on the ground for Dungey and another three TDs. One of those, an 18-yard run where Dungey just straight freight trained defensive back (laughs) Will Harris and left that boy seeing stars. Strickland ripped 32-yard run and finished with a career-high 129 yards. Ryan Guthrie again. Leading the defense with 12 tackles, Guthrie and the rest of the defense held BC to 105 yards on the ground. BC's big run threat, A.J. Dillon, couldn't finish the game, but I don't think it would have mattered even if he did because the Orange were having none of it, let's be honest. And uh, neither were freshmen Andre Sisko and Trill Williams, each snagging an interception in the game. And boy, I will tell you, from pretty much start to finish, other than a couple small hiccups that really are nitpicking, that was a that was a game dominated by Syracuse. Yeah. Absolutely. Other than Boston <clears throat> College getting on the board first, I guess, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh that was something that we I talked to you about, we talked about personally. It was just really nice to see because earlier in the season you saw us go and lose a heartbreaker down at Clemson and we came back and like what Baber said allowed Clemson to beat us twice and lost yeah. a close one the next week on the road against Pittsburgh and again it was a similar situation later in the season and went to a neutral field, 
lost to Notre Dame pretty bad. And then we ended up going to have to go to Boston College at Boston College. And uh, Boston College was was ranked this year and they might be a little beaten up, but they're a good team and pretty usually pretty physical. And we went down there and out physical, physical them uh, went on the road. We made sure that the Notre Dame wasn't going to beat us twice. And we learned from an earlier mistake in the season in the season. And just those little things like that, I mean, just something like that, and just how we've came back and we won the turnover battle. Our special teams, uh, Hoff Richter went down and uh, forced a fumble and got a fumble recovery. You know, like you said, that, that the interceptions by the two true freshmen were, were real good, and we ran the ball effectively, threw the ball effectively, and overall, just it's, it's something that we haven't bounced back like that in, in the past. And then again, this is just one of those things that where you, it's how you can kind of see what like the direction in which the program is going is is these little things and and how we're not going to buckle under the pressure and the, how they come back from from things like this and and I can it's a huge difference from the last three years last two years that Dino's been here so yeah I mean um you got you mentioned Hoff Richter that was that was unbelievable yeah <laughs> that dude causes a fumble then recovers it and awesome. what, what else, what else more could you ask from a kicker? Yeah. I mean, nothing. He did yeah. it all in that one play, kicked the ball, went back down and then got it back. Unbelievable. That is so, yep. that is just, it's phenomenal. Um, I thought the ability to just continuously draw these guys off, off sides <laughs> on fourth was down awesome. was just like child's play to Dungy. Oh God. And that 96, oh my gosh. I mean, hello, dude. Hi. You're right there. The ball's right there. Just hello. The You're right there. Yeah, you can watch the ball move, dude. If that ball don't move, you don't move. Simple as that. Yeah. So You could tell, like I said, you could tell that we were And he took a match- cheap shot, too. Yeah. Well, yep, yep. And you could tell that we were matching them physically and that uh, we just kept scoring in our defense in the beginning. Boston College, didn't. they were driving a little bit, you know, we did, but we had to bend and don't break and – you know, we got the turnovers and held them to a field goals and stuff like that. And I think they missed one, right? And so we just did everything like that we've been doing in the games that we've won this season. But to see, I, I thought that defense was a lot better than, I mean, maybe we, like I said, obviously, Dungy brought his A game and it's hard to believe, you know, judging by looking at the Notre Dame game and how he was on his back. And how he looked walking off. It's amazing to me that he played, let alone played like that. I know. It's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy to me. Uh, I mean I was sitting here just It must be a lower back type muscle thing and it just they worked it out throughout the, the week or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean we were sitting here and we were speculating. I mean, all I wanted really was I didn't care what happened to be in the BC game. I just wanted Eric to play in the bowl. He comes, right. he comes yeah, out. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. He comes out, starts the game, freaking dominates, just blowing kisses to the fans. Folks, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> senior day. Bye bye. Senior day. Wave, blowing waving. kisses. To, yeah, blowing kisses to the fans, waving them off. You know, there. You know, there's some speculation who he's waving to, but it looked pretty sarcastic to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, they said it could have been waving to SU fans. I just, like I said, I thought it was awesome because we were talking about it in the last, you know, the pregame podcast about, about, you know, we speculation on who was going to be playing and if Dungy, you know, they were still talking about how he was game time decision and he wasn't ruled out yet. And I think that we were all kind of just like you said, I think we both want, wanted Dungy to be healthy enough to play the bowl game. And one of those things where don't force it, if it's going to risk further injury and, 
just, you know, we kind of didn't know what to expect. And then come game day, you see that he's playing. And then just, I mean, you're like, wow. But then to see what happens, it's like you couldn't have expected that. I know. It's almost like just like the whole, it's kind of like a how our whole season went. Like that whole game, pretty much everything. I mean, everything that went right. And I mean, those are the things that we've done well. You know, bend but don't break turnovers, uh, special teams, big plays, good third down efficiency, you know, stopping them from getting first downs. And then just somebody just being unexpected, just the way that this, we went nine and three in the last game. No one expects Dungy to play. He comes in and he plays like that. I mean, just completely unexpected. It's just pretty much the combination of our, of our whole regular season and season so far. Yeah, and there was a poll earlier in the year that I put out that it was to predict the remaining um, – it wasn't at the beginning of the year, but it was, we had already started, but it was to predict you know, the, the final schedule regular – or the final record of regular season, and uh, I didn't put 9-3 and three on there. So no, kudos and I to, think that was like when we were 4-0 oh, or 4-1. It, it was one of the two. Yeah, I think it was either that or right after we lost to Clemson. Right. But – but, um, you know, kudos to those who actually commented or tweeted back at me that nine, how come nine and three is not an option. So touche to you guys. Uh, it should have been up there, obviously, because it happened. <laughs> um, so normally well, in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight. Sure. But uh, normally we would have started this show, a postgame show with the basketball. But we wanted to put the football up front because, you know, normally at this time of year, I'm so used to being like fully, fully involved in, in, in absolved with basketball right now from the past few years of football that, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Most Syracuse fans, a lot, you know, except for like people like Joe, like Joe's really hardcore on the football, I guess. Um, you know, so when it's over, it's over. But other than that, he's football mode. Me and a lot of other Syracuse fans, you know, when you got kind of a dumpy season, you're looking forward to basketball and having that be it. And right now, I'm not even in. It's crazy because I'm not even in like basketball mode right now. I'm in freaking football mode still because yeah. it's so exciting and so much fun. And these seniors are awesome. Guthrie's got 24 tackles in the last two games. I mean, he's a freaking animal. He's yeah. on fire. Yeah. Well, I mean, earlier in the season, you know, Clemson and some of these pits after Pittsburgh, you know, we were questioning the linebackers and and whether or not they were going to be able to step up and do what they had to do to kind of get better with the with the run. And I guess they proved us wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Keelan Whitner and Guthrie have both stepped up. Yeah. Um, how about real quick? We might as well mention it. I think it's worth mentioning how bad the refs were you 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 study and review this this helmet to helmet hit and come out with no targeting joe i mean what did you think i mean clearly he lied with his helmet he, he almost yeah. launched so yeah what did you think about that what'd you make of that we never talked about that i don't know i think when you know when you know that somebody's not looking like that, I don't know. It's just at some point, it's I think the maliciousness of it. You know, if they're worried about the player's safety and stuff like that, um, it wasn't a block a, though. It was a freaking he launched right into. Well, him. that's well, that's what I mean. The whole thing is, is that you don't you don't launch in like that unless you know that someone isn't expecting it. Unless you know what I mean? When you shot. when you see yeah. somebody and you guys are both eyeing each other up, you don't go. I mean, you you go at each other hard. And you but you don't launch like that. And he knew that he was catching them off guard and. I mean, just the fact of just, you know, when, when you when you know someone's not looking, you don't need to hit them that hard for it to be effective. You know, you could still plant him and have a perfectly legal hit. Uh, and that was, I mean, he, 
he took that hit to take him out of the game. And oh, I think that's absolutely. kind of what you have to look at, you know? It was dirty. It was really dirty, yeah. and he looked like he was laid out. Um, and then the no, other he was out. Yeah, he was out. Uh, then the other one, Dungy's forward progress stops, and they still drag him back 15 yards. It takes about five seconds, and there's no whistle. I mean, what are you doing? I don't know. Why, why aren't you stopping that play? I mean, I can only – it's even speculation that you're even going to say this, but just the fact that it is Eric Dungy, and you have seen him do crazy stuff. So Maybe they were assuming he'd break out of there were, and take off. Right. I, I don't know. To, to give I mean, the refs a point, little bit again, of credit? Like I said, it's it's tough when you – because when you watch NFL and how much they preach NFL and how many – hits you see on college on Saturdays that would be called on Sundays, no matter what, you know, it's, it's some, it's somewhat yeah. difficult, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's obviously you're not on the same page. They're, they're definitely not on the same page. So the hits that are allowed in college football are crazy. And then you watch on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, well, so I agree with some of the, I, I think that the officiating, the looser officiating in the NCAA makes for get better gameplay than the NFL. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think the NFL is too – they're too – I don't even know what it, what some of this – I don't even know what the rules are anymore, like what defines what. It's changed so much right. and everything, and I understand protecting players, but I mean – Well, they only protect – in college football, they only really protect the real, real good ones, you know. Yeah, right. and, yeah, yeah. and the NFL, you know, <laughs> in the NFL – It's the quarterbacks, really. Well, it's pretty much every – I mean, it's – yeah, it's the uh, runner. NFL it's anybody. Teams are paying. There's so much money involved. That, I mean, you're you're protecting everything. everything. You know, you're protecting yeah, a business. That's a good point. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Syracuse's uh, record all time against Boston College. They lead the series 32 to 20. So back back in the old Big East days, back uh, Big East rival. Uh, Dungy's three rushing and three passing TDs set a Syracuse single season record for the most touchdowns responsible for. So um, he totaled so far this season thirty two. He passed McNab. passed McNabb's twenty uh, year old record of thirty. So amazing! <laughs> another week down, another week Dungy played, and another record broken. Uh, it's kind of been like almost every game this season. Um, Dungy is also the seventh player in ACC to reach a 90 career TD responsible for joining uh, Taj Boyd, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Philip Rivers, Marquise uh, Williams, and Russell Wilson. So some big names on yeah. that list for sure. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, anything else, Joe? Anything else to wrap up the Boston College game? Dude. Just loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was fun to watch. I was nervous when they scored first, and I was like, man, it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be what we yeah, expected. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I definitely thought it was going to be tighter than that to, yeah. for us to put up the points like that. It just, I'm just really excited for them to just get healthy and get ready for this bowl game. Hopefully we get a good one. Um, hoping the camping world but yeah, hopefully it's um, a camping world because it should be as long as Pittsburgh doesn't beat um, Clemson, then it should be right, which is probably not going to happen because if Pittsburgh beats Clemson, I'm pretty sure they get to go to a New Year's Bowl because they're the ACC championship and or champion. And then um, Clemson would still get in. So what about the one in Charlotte? Is that not an option still? Um, I don't know. I guess that could be an option as well. Yeah, I've heard a lot of Camping World stuff, but yeah. um, 
All right. Either way, it's going to be exciting. It's exciting. I just like the way that the program is going, and hopefully we can finish it off with a nice uh, bowl, bowl victory, get, get 10 wins. Absolutely. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right. It's time for fan feedback. You all know the drill at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter. And what you do there is you look for us to prompt you to leave your comments after the game. And we'll choose the uh, 10 best from Facebook and Twitter. And if you make it on the show, then, uh, you know, you get famous like that. Like like our buddy Giovanni. Giovanni joins us at GeoHeater on Twitter. He joins us. He's a CNS student. You are, Giovanni, you are the voice of the North Stars, correct? I, I am, yes. I uh, do the football play-by-play, and hopefully, depending on scheduling with my musical stuff like that, um, I'll be doing the basketball as well. Okay, so you weren't in the band, were you? In the uh, parade? No, no, I uh, I'm, I also act, so I play lacrosse and I act, so I got a really busy schedule, but sports broadcasting is definitely a career path I want to go into. So. And you're looking, nice. to, you're looking to go to the Newhouse School, right? Oh, absolutely. That's my dream. That's the goal. Um, so I'm doing everything I can to work towards that with classes in school as well as uh, doing stuff like this. I have my own show and stuff that we can get into later. Yeah, but we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll plug the show. We'll plug the show. Um, um, so, yeah, now if you go and you become like a Mike Tirico or something, you're not going to forget about us, right? You're going to remember, no, you're remember where you got your start, not. right? Of course. <laughs> okay. Love this show, man. All right. Love this show. Okay, yeah, G- uh, Giovanni, is a, he's a listener first. That's how we met him. So, um, And we yes. met him through fan feedback, leaving his comments. So we want to do this once in a while, bring someone on and, and, and have them give their thoughts on the fan feedback. But first, we're going to give away another Q's crate, okay? So what you want to do is you want to go to iTunes. You want to um, give us a five-star rating, give us a written review. And the reviews, they really help us out on iTunes. And we are currently like the most reviewed um, five-star Syracuse sports podcast out there right now. So um, it's competitive, folks. So the it's, more all your, it's all your family. Yeah, yeah <laughs> well, I, got, I must have a big family, man. <laughs> Uh, but I, we would really appreciate you going to iTunes and doing this. And if we read your your comment on the show, then we send you some swag. So uh, here is from Matt um, Hodgson, a longtime fan. He gives five stars in a day and age where there's a podcast for literally everything. It's refreshing to hear a podcast that's actually both relevant and insightful. Sean and Joe artfully toe the line between analyst and Homer. Well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Joe's a I'm little bit more Homer, Homer yeah, but uh, <laughs> as an alum, there's no better barometer for the current state of orange football and basketball than this pod. There's a podcast for everything, but this is the podcast, caps, all caps, the podcast for Syracuse Orange. Matt, that means a ton. Anytime an alum gives us our props like that, that is, that means a ton to us. So, Matt, email me at qsmilitia at gmail. Give me your address, and I will get your stuff out ASAP. All right. I like that. I like that. And just to throw it out there, I got a Cuse crate. They're pretty nice, guys. They're pretty sweet. That's so, right. Comes with a lot yeah. of stuff, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's loaded, I don't man. skimp out, do I? one of the first I? ones, I believe. Huh? I don't, I don't skimp out, do I, Gio? No, not at all. I got. I think my favorite one is the Duke tears, man. I've been spreading those <laughs> all around. People love that. It says puke instead of Duke. In the yeah. That's right. I got great. creative with that. Um, a lot of people like them. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, here we go. Here we go. At at the at on the bottom, the bottom feeder, Don K. We'll call him. Uh, that's right. SU lost to UConn in basketball. Notice how Dungey's all better after he must have taken his testosterone today to make his balls drop. Too bad. Two with one O, by the way. Too bad he can't stay in the pocket. Worth crap. Wow. Uh, wow. Donald. Yeah, I know. I don't know how I feel about that. That's that's <laughs> that's rough, man. I mean, come on now. Eric Dungey, his main game is going to be on his legs. I mean, he's still consistently stayed in the pocket a little bit. He had 362 passing yards and three touchdowns. Come on now. Yeah, yeah I mean, right? Eric Dungey's Eric Dungey on his legs. He can throw the ball when he wants to, and I get that it's wobbly and whatnot. I mean, the O-line didn't help him too much when you think about it, but did you see him drill that safety over? I mean, he piled his head in the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's that's the excitement, yeah. Eric Dungey. I don't I, I really like he that was, comment. I believe he left yeah. the field, didn't he? No, he's not a pocket passer, and that guy Don's a known uh, troll, I believe. So. Yeah. Here he is, the biggest douche of the universe. <laughs> in all the galaxies, there's no bigger douche than No, man, come on. There you go. Like, that, he likes UConn, that, and UConn basketball beat us, so he does have... Uh, oh, who cares? UConn football didn't stand a chance. Oh, God, yeah. He yeah, knows that, though. Yeah, he that's doesn't true. claim them. He claims all the SEC football you, schools. It's kind of it's kind of funny. That guy, that David Pindell, the quarterback for UConn, over the summer, before we even like were looking to play them, he follow-requested me on Instagram, and I was like, huh, sure, why not? There you go. Boom. So he follows me, and it's kind of funny because he's terrible. So. And you throw out you throw out all the Q's propaganda too, don't you? Yeah, right. Um, all right, Jake says, maybe it's happened before, but I can't remember a time when a punter had recovered his own punt from a fumble he caused. Hoffrichter's an animal. Love it. Go Q's. Yeah, uh, Hoffrichter always been, always been a huge core of the uh, special teams. I actually remember when he was coming in, I watched his national signing day a few years back, and he's just been huge. Last year, he put a ton, kept us in games, putting balls within the 10, 5-yard line. Um, so Hofstrichter's been huge, and it was great to see him make that play uh, as he grows as a player. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Joe? You see, you, see, you see Dino say, he said he told him not to do that again, though. Oh, did oh, he really? A, yeah, in his press conference, just because a kicker like that, if he gets hurt, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Was that a punt or a kickoff? It was a it was a it was a, it was it was a kickoff, a wasn't it? Kickoff. It was a kickoff. It was a kickoff. That's okay. Yeah, and the way he tackled, the way he tackled, he went in like with his helmet. So. Oh yeah. 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 He like he tackled like he, he did that like he knew what he was doing. So. Yeah. He, I like that though. Apparently, that good. he's a football player, man. Oh yeah. I wouldn't mess That's with what him. Baber said. He said he's got two kickers that are football players, not just your average, you know. Yeah, kicker, and he's so. and he's got a he's got a quarterback that he's got a he's got a um, talk to like a linebacker. So I know. there's all sorts of stuff going on. <laughs> uh, hey, jo- that's why we're nine and three. That's right. <laughs> Joe says huge W the way they came back at, um, after the S show. That was the Notre Dame game is great. Only thing that would have made it better was, no, if, was if Ted yeah. and I got to watch, watch it with the internet sensation and podcast <laughs> oh, superstar, man. Joe Georgievich. This Joe. is getting played out, man. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that, Joe? Yeah. Do you wish that you were watching it with them? Uh, after the first week, um, ever since then, it's less and less. So. <laughs> wow. 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 What do you think? What do you think, Gio? Do you think, um, you know, a, 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 we've talked about we let uh, Clemson beat us twice. Uh, we didn't let Notre Dame beat us twice. No, no right? we didn't. And I think 
there, there's no way you could convince me if Eric Dungy plays that game that it would have been the same outcome. I think the receivers didn't didn't. I know, I know. I see the face you're making at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I also think that. The receivers didn't help Tommy a ton. I mean, he had two, like, touchdown balls thrown, you know, right in the breadbasket uh-huh. that they couldn't corral. And we we could have been more in that game. I'm not saying we're going to win. Um, I think if you play that game ten times, Syracuse is going to win two, three of the ten times. Um, so it is what it is, but it was great to see him respond. It was a great response. So, yes, yes, it was. I agree. Um, yeah, but- I'm, on, I'm on his side with that as far as – it would have been a different. It would have been a different outcome, but I still think we would have lost the game. They would have just been closer. It'd have been. Yeah. Fair enough. And yeah. once he got I mean, his, kudos, one, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say once, maybe once he settled down, but it looked to me that to start that game, what the minutes we saw Dungy play, it was a bit frazzled. A little yeah, bit, so. I c- I could totally agree with that, which is surprising because usually he's like really executes on the big stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know what was going on, but I actually didn't get to watch the game. I went back and watched, like, the condensed game. Like, I didn't get to watch it live. I had my play rescheduled and everything. So I had to okay. go back days later. So I heard my dad talking about it. That's why I didn't want to be on last week. I didn't have yeah, much you, to say. Yeah, you were going to be on last week. Peter says, great season. Domination of BC is an exclamation point to the end of the year. To do it to BC, what they wanted to do to, to do to BC, but what they wanted to do to Cuse was extremely gratifying. Cuse was the more physical team. Yeah, BC known to be, you know, a pretty physical team, like Joe mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the one thing that kept them in that Clemson game for a little bit. I watched that game, and they were really physical with Clemson. They have some really good uh, defensive linemen, some good linebackers. I don't really know any names for Boston College. Um, but we just outplayed them all across the board. I think we just outplayed them. I think the score could have been even higher, um, given or take a few situations. The defense played really good. They forced four turnovers. Dungy clearly played his heart out. We got the run game going, the pass game going. We just outplayed them physically, mentally, everything. Yeah, so. they, they weren't expecting what they got, that's for sure. Syracuse yeah. Sports no. in the South, right, Joe? No. What? They weren't expecting what they got, that's for damn sure. Dude, it's been a revenge tour. For the past two years, <laughs> I, I mean, literally, like Louisville, Wake we got, Forest. Yeah, we got crushed in the know. dome by BC last year. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, and Wake yeah. Forest too. Same deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Syracuse yep. Sports in the South, amazing season. Um, uh, well, let me let me try that again. It, it says Amazon season, but <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing season. And to think we were uh, projected to finish last in our division, Dungy will be remembered for a long time. He had more heart than Joe P has for Joe G. <laughs> and and, oh, and that's God. hard to beat. Can't wait to find out where we are headed. Talking about a bowl game. Go ahead, Gio. Yeah. Um, I love that comment. You know, you can't really say anything else. Obviously, we all love Eric Dungy. I, don't, I feel terrible every time I think about how we kind of naysayed him earlier in the year. I was totally on the Tommy DeVito train following that UNC We all were. Game. We, I mean, we were we too, all, dude. You, you made, yeah. He made us all feel stupid, didn't he? Yeah, he, he really did. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think Eric Dungy came out in this game like a seriously ticked off person. Like he came into this game. He was probably mad that he couldn't finish out the last game with the opportunity, the stage. Mm-hmm. And he just came out and he wanted to finish strong. He wanted to give the fans something. He was 
cocky as all can be, which he always does, and I love it, blowing his kisses to the Boston College fans and yes, throwing awesome. the football in the face of the player there. Um, yeah, and talking about bowl game where we're headed, I saw something. We might be playing something like a Texas or even a West Virginia, which West Virginia, a rivalry game, that would be insane against a really good yeah. offense with Will Greer. Yeah. So just exciting stuff to close out. I'm almost sad it's coming to an end, though. It's I, nuts. I know it is a little sad, especially with Dungy going, and it's like, ah, it's, yeah. it's a dagger to the heart. This has never happened for me. Like, I've always I know. Like, I've always How old are you, bro? I'm, see, I'm only 15. So holy cow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is never like, I always love Syracuse football and all my friends and like everybody they're like basketball. There's people out there that are just basketball fans, even though they live in Syracuse. And I'm like, come on. I always love football season. I've always gone to the games, but to see it all finally pay off. This is, this is amazing. I know. It's yeah. awesome. I was, I was your age, Donovan McNabb's senior year. Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh nice. that's, but nice. since then, after I was, Graduated right. high school, it's been pretty bad. So the worst mistake. for my adult life, it hasn't been very good either, bud. So. That's raw. That's raw. Yeah, yeah. You guys have it way worse than me. Yeah, because you guys saw it good too. Yeah. Uh, I've gone back and watched so many games on YouTube. I'm like, why can't we have this back? You know, it so. felt it felt that way at the Louisville game. It was like that type of feel, just having a team come in on senior day and just blowing them out. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The 2002 to 2006 was awful. Greg Robinson and Daryl Gross was yep. awful. And that's yeah. and I and I had to live through that. That was I, bad. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> I lived through it too technically, but I like was too young to. You're a pre 9/11 baby then. I am a pre 9/11. No, a post 9/11. A post. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Post 9/11 yeah. baby. That's yeah. that's. Yeah, that I'm makes a me feel. Old. I don't. I, I don't have a lot of life experiences. Yeah. I t- I t- well, it, Giovanni. Without I mean, dude, you are. A, you, there's probably no other 15 year old I would pull on this show. Really? Thank you. Really? It means a oh, lot. Yeah. Joe, a lot. right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, Thank you. No problem. Uh, Robert, great to see the, piece, the pieces Baber has put around Dungy for his final year. It's good to see him smiling. Yeah, I mean, just wait. I, I don't think we've seen we're, – we're seeing a glimmer of what, you know, Babers is going to do. What do you think, Giovanni? Yeah, I agree 110%. I mean, this is the last year – you have any kind? I mean, this is kind of kudos to Scott Schaefer. I want to throw this out there. He had the talent. He just didn't know what to do with it. He brought in Steve Ishmael. He brought in Irv Phillips. He brought in Eric Dungy. He brought in yeah, Zaire Franklin. True. He brought in Paris Bennett. And uh, so kudos to that. They weren't buying we what he was what selling. Yeah. And they just weren't buying it. And Dino Babers came in, and he put the pieces together. And the recruits he's bringing in is what we have now. You know, Nikeem Johnson, uh, Taj Harris, you know, a Jarvian Howard, uh, Trill Williams, Andre Sisko. I mean, the list can go on and on. Um, and next year, we're going to see our first full Babers year, which is really exciting. And that's going to be interesting because then, you know, Dungy's gone, and that's your first full set of Dino Babers recruits. And we just got some three huge recruits for next year, too, this past week. So I'm really yeah. excited about that. I agree with that comment a lot. Um, Mike says, our buddy Mike. He says, classic Dungy. I'm so glad he got to play in his last regular season game and didn't look hurt at all. He did not. Um, no. On to a bowl game. Best Q's team since 01. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Didn't, I don't think he looked hurt. He ran somebody over. So he was <laughs> yeah. running all over He was hurting people. So. Sure. Yeah, I know. The yeah. only thing that he was hurt was when he got that uh, turf burn on his arm. He that did. Yeah, which he refused to get bandaged that? up, yeah, by I the way. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Those things do hurt, but whatever. Those do. I play lacrosse. Those do hurt. 
Giovanni um, taking taking the taking the fastballs. You're a goalie, right? I am a goalie. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. Um, Quarterback of the team right there in lacrosse. There you go. Uh, yeah. Dave says, our boy Dave, um, <clears throat> great game over the Eagles. I think they, as well as everyone else, were shocked that Dungy got to start. He looked awesome. Defense played good and held Dylan to a minimum. Camping World Bowl, here we come. Yeah. Um, I did not think Dungy was going to start at all. I mean, I watch every video. I listen to all Baber's stuff. I read almost every article there is. I'm like a super geek about this stuff. And uh, I 100% did not think we were going to get to see Eric Dungy, so I'm obviously stoked about that. Um, A bunch of predictions say Camping World Bowl. I mean, it's supposed to be, um, from what I read, it's supposed to be the second-place ACC team that doesn't get to go to the New Year's Six set. So that should be us. The only thing is they're saying NC State, maybe even though they have a lesser record and they're not second, is because they have a closer fan base. But I think we could get some Syracuse they fans also, down they, to Orlando. They never even made up one of their games, right? Wasn't that in NC State? No. I yeah, thought they w- did. Did they? Okay. I know Virginia Tech has to play one next weekend against Marshall, and they have a chance to go like 6-6, six and six, which is ridiculous because I really want to see that stupid streak end. One of them was uh, supposed to play West Virginia. Wasn't that NC State? That was, State was supposed State. to play West Virginia, but they never because did. Of the hurricane, they didn't. Yeah, right. And that would have been a good game, I think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they didn't even play their full schedule. It would have. It would have, because that West. Either Virginia way, we should scary. we should get that. Both. Oh, the what they're saying is, if Texas beats Oklahoma, then both Texas and Oklahoma will be in the New Year's Six, and then they think we'll play West Virginia. But if Oklahoma beats Texas, then they think that we're going to play Texas. But again, it's all speculation. I really, I'd, I'd love to see a West Virginia matchup. That'd be, yeah. that'd be awesome. Almost more so than Texas. I mean, either one's going to be a great game, but the rivalry, bring back the Schwartzwalder trophy. You know. <laughs> um, Captain Patrick. Oh, I lost him. Here we go. Uh, he says, I wish we scored 50 plus on old meth head in BC. <laughs> or meathead, meathead. <laughs> what <laughs> Sorry. The? Sorry, guys. My bad. You can't even read, man. Hold on. Yeah, you Dude, really these can. are not always easy to read. Please, go through them and read some of them. I do. Dude. I read them every week. I try and keep the punctuation. I was going to say, man, are you going to pick a top 10 where a guy brought up my meth head? Oh, well, it's Captain Patrick. That. Captain Patrick, he's a, he's a, he's got a cues crate. We know him. Um, nice. I wish, I wish we scored 50 plus on old meathead in BC, but I'll take a three touchdown win. Dunchy had a great touchdown run. Is he our best running back? Our run, our best running back. Um, I hope we don't go to the pinstripe bowl again. Uh, then again, I'm happy with any bowl game. And by the way, I screwed that up. He used perfect punctuation. Go ahead, Gio. All right, <laughs> Sean. We knew you screwed it up. It's okay. You don't gotta let us know. <laughs> um, All right. I agree, hundred percent. Uh, to some extent. I mean, best running back. He's our best runner. I don't know. You can He's not at the running back position. I think he can. He's. It's they're good at different things. Mo Neal's a lot shiftier, you know. Jarvie and Howard, Strength. powerful. Dungey plays with more heart than anyone on our team. I'll say that. Absolutely. He plays with more heart. Yeah. Um, I think he. What did he, What did he say? He said something about the pinstripe bowl. He said, um, uh, he, "I hope we don't go to the pinstripe bowl." But then again, I'm happy with any bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like at this point, the pinstripe bowl's a disappointment. Because of where we are, yeah, and we've been there before. And if we go there, we're gonna play someone like 
Northwestern or something like that, like, boo, we want to play somebody that's been in the conversation like us, like a West Virginia, like a Texas. Um, so, yeah, the Pinstripe Bowl is a disappointment. No one wants to go in the cold. I mean, we just played in Yankee Stadium a week ago. Why would, yeah. you know, it just doesn't make much sense yeah. to me. So I agree mm-hmm. with them, but I, I'm suck, just happy to be here. Yeah, I, I think agree. they're better than that. But anyway, okay. yeah. Um, last one, and then Giovanni, I'm gonna give you the floor to say anything else to wrap this up. Uh, good All game. Right. I'm glad Eric got to finish out the regular season. Now we wait and see what bowl game. Uh, very proud of this team this year. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Beautiful comment. That 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 was my wrap up. He said it perfectly. Great to see Eric come out again. Um, you know, it was unexpected. He clearly balled out. I'm excited to see what they're going to do for the bowl game. It's huge. They get 15 extra practices. That's huge. That's yeah, when you that's, big deal. that's when you build that's when you build a program. That's when you put Tommy DeVito in in practices. That's when that's when everything starts to piece together. So I'm really excited for this next scene of events. They're going to announce the bowls next Sunday night and uh, we'll see what happens. All right. All right. So, we'll um we won't bore you with too much Colgate stuff, but the uh, Colgate post game is brought to us by J.P. Mulligans. Happy hour every Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Trivia Tuesdays, every NFL game, every Sunday. And, of course, they play every Syracuse game there. Go there, hang with Q's fans, stool up, grab a frosty beverage and maybe some grub. And if Nick's behind the bar, you can get him to grab you some Q's Militia swag. Just tell him that's really what you're there for. So that that, <laughs> that that and the wings. Um, well, we were oh, all wondering. Wings, wings yeah. are good. Wings are good. We were all wondering. Um, if the presence of Frank Howard was going to make a difference, now some might say, you know, well, it was only Colgate, and that's true. But I think the proof was in the performance of Tyus Battle when Frank was running the offense. Battle was able to finally do his thing. 8 for 10 from the floor, 3 for 3 from distance, hitting 5 at 9 free throws and total 24 points. That's a season high for him so far. Now, I only expect that to improve after Howard gets back into the basketball routine with practice, um, having increased minutes after being sidelined for eight weeks. It's going to take a little bit to bounce back from that. Uh, Brissett, he missed the only three he put up. Thank God he only put up one. Um, But he was mostly back into his natural game flow, doing what he does best. He followed up Tyus with 17 points. Um, But the man that continues to impress me, and I'm sure both of you will agree, is Elijah Hughes. He matched Brissett's 17. He shot 63% and 60 from behind the arc. Uh, Sidibe with a double-double, 10 rebounds, 11 points. Unfortunately, he had to come in off the bench for an injured Chukwu. But the guy, in my opinion, that needs to step up is Mark Dolzai. Uh, This is not what we saw out of him last March, and we're seeing him kind of revert to what he was at this time of the season last year. Uh, I want him to see him take more shots and get some more confidence and... uh, because when he did that, he could, he was really helping out come March last year. Joe? Yeah. No, Joe, you go yeah. ahead, Gio. Oh, me? Yeah, go or ahead, Joe. Joe. Which one? No, go ahead, Gio. All right, all right. Um, yeah, touching off America Dolezal, he was one of my favorite players last year. Um, there's like an inside joke going on in my family with him. It won't make sense to you guys, but I love that guy. And, uh, I love, and I'm disappointed, man. I mean, he hasn't even been that scrappy like he was last year. I mean, it's, I'm, I feel like it'll all come into fruition, but I'm, I'm bummed about him and Bayheim too. Bayheim has been disappointing as well. Uh, what do you think, been Joe? really bad. He's been really yeah, bad. Yeah. He's been. Who, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. He's rough, man. It's been, it's. Buddy Boheim? Buddy Boheim? <laughs> Buddy, Bo- <laughs> Buddy Boheim. I think a lot of it, well, I, you can talk to, 
you can ask Sean. I, I, I've always thought from the beginning that Buddy Behind was going to be a, uh, a redshirt candidate from the beginning. Yeah, uh, I think he's allowed him to go out there and try to see what he can do. But um, I think it's pretty yeah, – I think it's pretty um, – sorry. <laughs> expected? expected? Yes. Yeah. I think I think it's expected, and I think it's pretty obvious that he's really not ready for it. Um, Mark Dolge, I think, is one of those situations where – uh, again, we talked about Confidence. it. It's just, you you add new people, and with Frank Howard not there, I think they're trying to find the roles. And, and Dolce, he's used to. He started the whole year last year almost, and yeah. Now Elijah Hughes comes, and now he's not starting, so now he's coming off the bench. So maybe there's just a little bit of the confidence expectations issues as far as is what Beheim really expects from him because. Again, Elijah Hughes, like you said, very impressive. Um, he shoots with good efficiency, and he jumps those passing lanes really, really well. Um, so I think uh, Beheim, the coach, has got to figure out um, basically where Merrick's going to fit in this year because he doesn't need him to start. We have too much talent for him to start, sadly. And I, I like him as a player, too, but he is still a sophomore. He's still trying to, to figure, figure some stuff out. Um, but uh, he's got to figure out his role. I think the coach has got to help him figure out that role. Because, again, Merrick, once he got the confidence last year, you saw what he could do. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and the thing too is it's almost like I was bummed when Matt Moyer left and then it's like well now you're almost glad he's gone because he would have absolutely no spot here and uh you know I think I'm hoping with Frank back everything's gonna blend more but Merrick's not gonna see the same spot as he did last year as you said so what do you think Sean well I with what I think is the deal is this he's I think he's as scrappy as he was last year he does have okay. some steals, but he's not he's not diving on the floor yet. But I think it's yeah. a confidence thing. And <laughs> That's I think, what I meant. That's what yeah, I, meant. I think it's a confidence thing with Mark. I think I don't I don't think because he's doing that thing where he looks at the basket and he has an open shot, but he passes the ball away. And that's oh. what he was doing last year. And he wasn't taking the shot. And he made his first like five shots of the season. I know he he missed a couple, but like he's like he's one of those guys that get, gets really standoffish when he's when he doesn't hit his buckets. But um, you know, like Joe said, I guess maybe it hurts a little tiny bit that you know he's not starting, and he did get a lot of experience going into March last year. But he'll come into his own. I think he will. Yeah, it's just a disappointment, th- you know. That's all. Uh, yeah, I agree, and I uh, you know. We want to see the Slovakian hammer, of course. Yeah, but he's been playing center too. He's been playing a lot of center, which yeah, that's a yeah, that's which he can do in small small ball. He can do small, yeah, right. but not not particularly his strong suit. I wouldn't say. I think part of what could have hurt him too is I know that he went back home for the entire summer, and he he they said he like lost or put on one pound. I mean, you saw Chuku. I don't know about you, but it looked like an Eric Dungey turnaround. Chuku's yeah, he gained some muscle, right? And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, we talked and, about you know, that. Dolezal, I don't know what he did when he went home, but it, it's clear that I think some of the guys on the team really busted their butts. Not saying he didn't, but that could have hurt him. You never know. I mean, they he could have came onto campus a little bit later than the rest of them, didn't have the same mesh, didn't meet the new guys beforehand like some of the rest of the team might have. So maybe there's a mesh thing going on as well as the confidence. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think he'll come around. But what do you think about, I mean, how about Elijah Hughes and Jalen Carey too? I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but Hughes has been yeah. a constant though. He's been yeah. a constant good shooter. And, you know, you talk about only, you know, talk about these players like Mark only going to get better throughout the year. Elijah Hughes is going to be, 
he's going to be a freaking superstar. He is. Yeah, and I'm hoping he doesn't think about leaving this year because that's kind of <laughs> yeah, right. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, if he need, he hit three of his five three pointers last game, so he's the most consistent three point shooter I think on the team, and he was seven for eleven. Everyone else seems to you know, not be hitting him at that same consistent rate. And I think he's got some really good, like finesse moves and he can, he can get, I've seen him get to the bucket a couple of times, but he does have that nice stroke and he compliments the rest of the team. Well, battle can drive. Well, O'Shea can play on the inside. Well, but you have that kick out option that was like kind of there last year, but not really. You had battle and you had Frank, but he's a little more reliant with the three point shot maybe. So we'll see what happens, but I like him a lot. And Carey, he dropped 26 on UConn. I mean, he did have eight turnovers or something like that, but yeah. he can clearly score the ball. I just don't he's think he's ready for kid. the leadership position. No, he's not. He's probably better in the two spot. I mean, even Tyus isn't ready for the leadership position. No, no. So and, and I, it's not his you thing. Know, Tyus wasn't – yeah, it's exactly. It's not his thing. You have to have a special personality for that. And I'm kind of surprised Frank has it because I, you don't really see it I know, on the floor. But, he, but you could see the difference though, right? You can yeah. see the difference. And I, the thing that I, it, it comes down to coaching, I think, too, because you have to coach a leader. And um, I love Jim Bay. I'm, of course, I mean, legend. But it's it's getting to the point where it's like you see some of these other teams, they're huddling before things. The team itself is more like together. And I don't know if, like, the team's necessarily bought into Jim Beheim. I mean, I know he's a Hall of Fame coach, but, like, he doesn't have the same impact that, like, a Dino Babers has. I mean – I, everyone says they hated different. what Dan Hurley did for UConn and like how amped he was. But did you see how that team bought in and how excited that team was? And that's why they beat us. So, yeah, you know, he's a douche. I, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Don't make me say. play my song again. I'm just saying, you can't, <laughs> you can't do that forever, though, too. So, oh, I agree. Right. Bam did that. He'd have a heart attack. He can't do that. <laughs> yeah, stuff. he would. So he, he saves it. Boogers falling out of his face. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Joe, anything to uh, top this off here as we give Giovanni the floor to plug uh, his, oh, I, his I Twitter thought, and all that? I thought that, like, you talked to Howard. It was rusty in the beginning. The first half was obviously it was close to our halftime. And our defense came out and, and kind of – forced them to just shoot threes. They lived and died by the three, and they didn't even hit him in the second half, and we mm-hmm. came out and did what we had to do. And uh, even though there was some rust, I think that the offense did look a lot more fluent and a, a little bit better and crisp with Howard out there. Again, I think it's just going to be the roles. Um, Beheim figuring out, you know, the allocating the minutes and who, who's going to play where and for how long and with who and, you know, the lineups and stuff like that. Uh, there's still a long way to go to see the final – you know, the, the end of this uh, team, the final product. But, uh, again, we just got to get it right because we got some more tough games coming up. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And uh, to touch a little bit on that, like, it didn't even really get going for us till like, the 13-minute mark in the second half. I mean, it was 35-32 to 32 at half, and usually we're in the 20s at half, so that was nice to see. But we didn't pull away for a while, so... Yeah, yeah. Tyus Battle, kind of. I I hope he can live up to his preseason All American expectation. But the twenty four points uh, was a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Giovanni, do you mind? You don't mind us calling you Gio, right? Because it's just easy. No, one or the other, whatever you okay. want to do. Do people call you my, Gio? Yeah, all my friends okay. and stuff call all me right. Gio. All right. Well, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Thank, I thank thought you it for was, having me. We like I said, we wouldn't normally have. Uh, 
you know, a- anybody really. Um, right. But we want to do just it. Have when, everybody. Yeah, right. we want to do it once in a while with people who I think are like devoted fans, and I know you're a devoted fan, and I know what you do for your school. And all the things you're juggling as a young kid, man, you got a bright future. And um, that's not easy, man. No, it ain't easy. Just keep your head on straight. And uh, you're taking advice from a guy who basically pissed away his childhood. So (laughs) so uh, take it from me, buddy. You're on the right track. Okay, you keep doing you. All right. Tell everybody where they can find you and uh, and tell them about your YouTube show real quick. All right. All right. Um, So I'm on Twitter at GeoHeater, as Sean said. Um, I'm also on YouTube. If you just type in my name, Giovanni Heater, and you go ahead and click on the channel, you can like that, subscribe. I have a show that I do. It's called Orange Heat. Um, I'm actually an episode behind. I've just been so swamped. Um, but I just basically do this. I just go on, and this I just talk for about a half an hour about, you know, do a pregame, postgame preview, and I would have never known any of that stuff without watching your guys' show, so thank you and kudos to you. That means a lot. Um, I appreciate that, man. Of course, man. And then I'm also on Instagram, at GeoHeater. I try and promote myself a little bit, but this is definitely a huge step. Um, I try and get, you know, I have a bunch of friends and family that watch it, but I'd like to grow it to more of a Syracuse fan base. So I just want to thank you guys for having me on. This is a little bit of a dream come true, to be quite honest. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Awesome. Well, today, stuff. today for Joe and Gio, I'm Sean. Can I do the piece with you, Joe? Can I do the piece? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, all right, all right. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. This has been the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Be heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 